2: what's good wizards fans it's your host the real ed oliver and my guy brandon scott today we're going to go over 2k ratings answer one more hot take so let's get to it
1: you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
2: Welcome, welcome to the Locked on Wizards podcast. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So today we're going to answer our last hot take question. Um, and also the Commanders are undefeated. We'll probably hold a little touch on that maybe a little bit towards the end of the show for um, the people who are Commanders fans as well. Um, but the last hot take that we have here that we're getting to, um, this one is from Twitter. This is from Bob Sakamano. His uh, username on Twitter is at it's Mister underscore McCoy to you, the letter U, not Y O U. He says, "If we leave emotions of the haunted past of this franchise out of it, if emphasis on if we stay healthy and steer clear of locker room drama, this is a roster that could be a sixth seed in the East." What are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> um, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, I think we focus too much on past teams and
3: past failures. Um, I think we need to start as a fan base, start looking at the future as, you know, a little bit of optimism. You know, we got a GM who has proven he's not, you know, a disciple of Ernie. You know, he's set his own standard. Um, He's got his improvements. But overall, I've been impressed with him as a GM. Um, Yeah, we got to stop looking at the past. I mean, the situation is what it is. Bradley Bill is our guy. You know, so the focus is going to have to be, you know, going forward, him being a franchise guy and how to surround him with talent. So yeah, I totally agree. You know, barring injuries, this team as a ceiling can be a 60 easy. I do think we're not done dealing people. I think a couple of young guys will be dealt. You know, I, th- I think real Barton will be dealt because he's on an uh, expiring contract. But yeah, overall, I agree.
2: Yeah, it's so hard not to look at the past. I mean, we haven't gotten past the second round in 1979. We're just an almost team. We almost, you know, make a pass the second round. We we almost, you know, beat the the Celtics and, and almost beat other teams and, and the Hawks. You know, if John Wall didn't break his hand and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, we're trying to leave the the ghost of uh, the black cat over the Washington Wizards franchise. It is hard to do that. Um, I think Tommy Shepard is trying, like you brought up Brandon, he's, he's trying to make different moves, you know, clearing up cap space, getting off bad contracts. Um, I love the trade for Daniel Gafford. I, I like, I really like the trade for Porzingis. I, I'm going to say, I, I to say I love that trade too. I love it because, you know, he was able to get off um, bad contracts with Dinwiddie and, and Berton and Bertons and bringing Chris S Porzingis. So, I mean, I think that was our big offseason move. I think as far as the six seed, um i say it time and time again this eastern conference is it's, it's tough it's it's like the western conference uh from a couple years ago where teams were making the eighth seed was like 45 and 37 you know i think it's going to be like that this year where there's not going to be teams with losing records like it's been in the eastern conference before where you can where we made the playoffs 34 and 38 it's not going to be like that T- teams are going to be on the plan having winning records like 43 and 39 team like the the, the Cleveland Cavaliers they're going to be fighting for for a spot. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be the Hawks are going to be fighting for, you know, the 8th, ninth, or really even the 7th seed. Um, the Raptors as well. So it's going to be a dogfight in the East, but I think I think the Wizards got better. I like the addition of Will Barton. You you did say that we, you know, the Wizards probably will have to consolidate, make a consolidation trade. They got a lot of guys at similar positions. They have a log jam just kind of like we did last year. Uh, but I think yeah if things go right and guys stay healthy man I'm very I'm I'm I'm, I'm riding the Porzingis Porzingis man, well, heck this year man I'm very high on Porzingis I'm very high on Bradley Bill having a bounce back year too um Kuzma having a heck of a year too Denny making a leap Rui making a leap Monte being that steady point guard um Monte was talking about the Wizards way um I don't know what the Wizards way is yet but I'm intrigued to see it um Gafford make a leap too Denny Kuzma all these guys um, and once again, I got to that's the thing with Porzingis. The knock on him is health. So, can he play more than sixty-five to seventy games? Can he play back-to-backs? You know, can he stay healthy on the floor? Can he be consistent? And I love what I saw from him in the last seventeen games of the year. I really liked what I saw from him from FIBA. I'm not going to take too much stock, and, and, and I'm not going to downplay FIBA at all. But at the same time, I know it's lesser competition than the NBA that he played against. But he just looked really healthy, and he was guarding guys in the perimeter and. Um, he's a unicorn. He's 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 really a mismatch, and I think he's on a revenge tour. So I'm really I'm putting my chips in on Porzingis being healthy and him being an all-star this year. I'm really a believer in Chris Stapps.
3: Oh, I totally agree. And I think, you know, we were talking about the commanders a little bit. I think that Porzingis <laughs> is the Carson Wentz of the Wizards. You know, he gets a lot mm-hmm. of hate, you know. And you know, I've always said, you know, it's never a talent thing with Porzingis. It's you know, the injuries have you know taking a hit over the years, but you know, with his show in the FIBA. Like you said, you can't put too much in the FIBA, but I put more in the FIBA than I do with Summer League because, you know, you got proven guys in in, in FIBA that, you know, MVP-level guys, like, yo, you know, the list goes on. So, um, yeah, I'm very intrigued. You know, like I said, the ceiling to me is 60, but I think that comes after a consolidation trade. Like I said, you know, we have too many guys at the four position and, you know, too many young guys that play the same position. You know, where, where are you really going to play Kispert? You know, what's Johnny Davis's role going to be, you know, as far as his development? So there's a lot of questions. And I think the biggest thing that nobody talks about is the adjustments that Wes Unsell is going to make. You know, does he make that step forward year two? You know, because, you know, very often last season, he was very overmatched coaching-wise, you know, especially with, you know, when he went ahead with these big bigger teams, I'm sorry, like, Doc, you know, Doc Rivers. You know, Doc Rivers played him last season. You know, and the list goes on. You know, West on still, yeah, he's a second-year coach, but I want to see what kind of adjustments he makes.
2: You know, especially with the rotation. But yeah, overall, man, I'm very optimistic, especially with Denny and KP. Definitely, and and with the Commanders' way of looking at too, I brought up too how you know you can look at West in a Ron Rivera kind of way, where Ron Rivera only signs Panthers, uh, or, or for the most part, is Panthers. Now West got to bring in his Nuggets guys. This is West's first un. And he's not a GM, so he's not like the guy that's pulling the strings or anything like that, like how Ron Rivera is. But of course, Wes Wes has some input. I know him and Tommy definitely talk about guys that they want to pick or guys in the draft or guys that they want to sign. Um, and I think you know, obviously, he had a big part in bringing in Monte Morris, a guy that they that they really like, and he he had a really great relationship relationship with in Denver. And same thing with Will Barton. So he has guys that he can trust that he can lean on. Um, will will barton be traded for the trade deadline who knows he's, he's on an aspiring deal he could be looked at as like a kcp kind of guy um but he can you know he can do more offensively as far as putting the ball on the floor but yeah i mean like this is a big year for West so jr i mean it's not the honeymoon is over he did make some rookie mistakes the clippers collapse um being up by 35 and losing i think that that loss was definitely like, you can blame the players too but a lot of it was on West so jr like you said a, a, a championship nba championship head coach and tyron Lou did out coach him in that game. He he sub guys that weren't playing well whether they were starters or being paid big bucks or not. Uh Tyron Lue sat down Eric Bledsoe. He sat down uh Batum. He sat down majority of the uh Zubac. They he sat down their starters and he put in backups and they Luke Kennard and guys Jay Scrub and and guys who are you know coming from you know rookies and undrafted were putting up big, big numbers and hitting big shots against the Wizards in that game. And it was it was um, it was deflating for the Wizards. And it was something that you don't want to see from, you know, rookie head coach and and guys like Bradley Bill, who's your leader on the who's supposed to be your your number one guy on the team. So um, but, yeah, this is a big year for Wes Um, coaching adjustments. defense. The defense was lackluster, too. So, you know, we got to see how this defense is, too, because Wes is a he's supposed to be a, a he's a defensive minded head coach as well. Yeah, I
3: agree. Um, and I think that's what disappointed people last season with the defense because, you know, he was known for being that defensive guy in Denver. But to me, that's the, that's one of the biggest things that I want to see this season is does West Unseld make those adjustments, you know, because, he, he, you know, like you said, you know, he was clearly outcoached. You know, Tyron Lewis an example. Doc Rivers, you know, the list goes on. The, a lot of these season guys kind of were like, you know, blood in the water, you know, sharks that got on them. So, yeah, I mean – but I do think that Weston still will, you know, he will take that step. I'm a big believer in Weston still. You know, he did enough last season. He had his struggles. He did enough last season to where I believe he's going to develop into a good coach. So it's just, you know, he's got to deal with the lineup. You know, this, we can't, every year we can't continue to have, you know, depth's a good thing. But, you know, like you know, we always say, it can also be a bad thing in his show last season because, you know, you guys, guys fighting for minutes and it's going to cause issues, you know. So we'll see. I, I think more moves are coming. You know, and in my opinion, and if I predict anything, I would see Will Barton gone by the deadline, and I would maybe see Rui being dealt, because you know, you know, hey, this is Rui's contract year. You know, see, they got to ask themselves: Do you want to
2: extend Rui? Is Rui part of the future plans here in DC? So, there's a couple things I want you know look forward to. Definitely, yeah. Tom will tell on that stuff. You know, they they do have to make a decision and. In- um you know having good players at the same spot is a good problem to have until it becomes a problem that was the whole theme last year that did become a problem like you brought up and like bob uh second brought up too um the locker room drama i don't i just i think there's different p- personalities um you know montrez is a strong he is a very strong person we got some guys with strong personalities too um but montrez Hero has had a history of conflict with the clippers with his teammates he's had you know he was upset with the lakers with um I'm I'm blanking on the Lakers coach who just got fired. He he won the championship with the Lakers in 2020. Frank Vogel. He didn't get along. With Frank Vogel because he got benched. Um, so every stop Montrez has had a lot of a lot of spots. He has had some conflict. And then you know last year we had Denny and Davis having a conflict. KCP and Montrez getting in a fist fight. Denwitty making comments. So that's that's why I think that's why West really wanted to get some guys that he is familiar with and very very comfortable with. But we're gonna continue this talk too um this episode was brought to you by bet online we're gonna get into we'll, we'll try to get into some eastern conference odds today that were shown by um bet online came up with some odds for the eastern conference but before we do get to that this episode is brought to you by bet online betterline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season find all the latest football league developments game matchups news and podcasts including this year's opening week's games Battle line is your all is also your continued source for all your sporting wager information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online where the game starts. Also, um, this episode is brought to you by NBA Top 50, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season locked on and bet on odds makers present the NBA top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th. Find it on locked on NBA, wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube. uh, another point I wanted to make so they, they did come up with the odds too for bet online. I just want to get your reaction on whether you, uh, if anything, stands out to you for the uh, bet online odds that they just put out to win the Eastern Conference. Um, so the first team is the Boston Celtics with plus 250, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 275, the Brooklyn Nets at plus 400, the Miami Heat at plus 650, the Sixers at plus 75, the Cavaliers at plus 1600. This came on on September 1st. So this came out after the uh, Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, The Raptors at plus two hundred two thousand. The Hawks at plus twenty five hundred. The Bulls at plus twenty five hundred. The Knicks at plus four thousand. The Hornets at plus six thousand. The Pistons at plus twenty thousand. The Wizards at plus twenty thousand. The Pacers at plus plus twenty five thousand. And the Magic at plus twenty five thousand. (laughs) So, if you're watching on YouTube, you gotta look at Brandon's reaction. So. Uh, we may not get to the 2K rating today. We'll probably get to that in the next episode. Uh, we are in the dog days of all season, three days a week, so we'll probably we'll probably react to the 2K rating next episode. But, Brand, I guess we'll let you. I'll let you go ahead first. <laughs> um, no love, no respect. <laughs> I mean, but
3: it's as expected. I mean, we always said that when you look at the, you know, teams in the East. You can easily go to 10 and 11 and the Wizards, you know, it just, you know, it just shows that, the, you know, the odds are really against us. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with the top four. Um, obviously, you know, Milwaukee's going to be in the hunt. You know, as long as Giannis and, and Middleton and Holiday's together, you know, they're going to be in the hunt. And, you know, Milwaukee's got that perfect, you know, role players. You know, the Bobby who who's one guy I wish we would have kept on to. Um, you know, Boston. You know, to me, all roads go through Boston. You know, Jason Tatum took a step forward. So, I mean, I agree with it. I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers should be two to three spots higher. So, I think the acquisition of Donovan Mitchell is, is major, especially when you combine that with Garland, you know, Mobley, Allen. I think they're a major threat. I think they could be three or fourth in the, in the Eastern Conference. You know, Brooklyn, we'll see. You know, Ben Simmons, does he come back and play? Uh, Miami, they're in the hunt. You know, I want to see, you know, how far Jimmy takes them. But other than that, other than those teams, you know, I'm not really so on Philly. I'm not big on Philly. You know, James Harden is obviously not the same guy. You know, Embiid in the press conference called him out. You know, he's, he's not the James Harden from Houston. You know, so he's going to, you know, we'll see. I'm not big on Philly. So, you know, it shows that you know, the betters are definitely against us. But, you know, that gives us more fuel. You know, I think that, you know, even though, you know, I think we're going to be better than advertised. So.
2: Right. Um, the top four. Uh, yeah, I got this. I got the Bucks above the Celtics. I think they have the Bucks with Giannis. I mean, Giannis is the best player in the NBA, in my opinion, right now. Um, so, you know, their odds aren't too far off. The Celtics, they, they, you know, they brought in Brogdon. They brought in Gallinari. Unfortunately, Gallinari towards ACL um, playing overseas. So that's unfortunate. But they still have a, a darn good roster. They're bringing everybody back. Like you said, Tatum's getting better. You know, Brown's getting better. They're still young. Um and they, they have the potential to be a dominant team over the next couple years. Emmy Yadoka did a really good job as a first year head coach. Grant Williams is a good role player. Marcus Smart um is a good point guard. Role he's a good role player as well. He's he's more than a role player, I would say, but he's a really he's just he's just a, a dog for them. He's he's their mean guy, their enforcer. Grant Williams is their mean guy too. Robert Williams. So they, they just they just have a really good roster, in my opinion. I think they're gonna be good. Now you could say they 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 if Chris Middleton would have played for the Bucks that the Celtics would have lost, and the Bucks would win. I'm one of those people. I think if Chris Middleton would have played, they would have won. The Nets, they're just you just don't know with KD and Kyrie. You just don't know. Like they're both super talented, of course. Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant. If you want to talk about talent, I think he's the most talented player in the NBA um, or offensively polished. I think he's more offensively polished than than Giannis. Um, but after that series against the Celtics, uh, I, I was I got I, I was disappointed Kevin Durant after that. Um, But yeah, the Nets, I just don't know. The Heat are up there because of their culture. Um, Jimmy Butler, they did lose guys, though. They lost P.J. Tucker. They didn't really add much, so they lost more more than what they really added. Uh, I think they lose some toughness. But um, the Cavs, I'm with you on the Cavs, too. I I think they're still in the middle of the – they're better than what they are – what they were, for sure. They definitely got better. Bringing in Donovan Mitchell makes them better a lot better. I'm, I'm, I love when teams are aggressive like that. I love the moves they made, especially the spot that they're at right now. They're a young team, trying to get better. They have all-stars. They have four all-stars on their team. I mean, Garland's an all-star. Allen was an all-star last time, uh, last year. Donovan Mitchell was an all-star. And um, Evan Mobley's a future all-star. So they basically have four all-stars on their team, in my opinion. Um, Raptors are fine. They're going to be a playing team or or seventh seed. Um, you got to watch out for them because Scotty Barnes is getting better. Uh, Siakam, um, and then the Hawks. We got to see how the fit is, and the Bulls. Lonzo Ball is injured, so I just don't know about those guys. I think they're they're a good team, they're a good roster, but I think I could see them regress a little bit. Um, and then we'll we'll get to where we're at. You know, um, did you did you talk about where where they have us below the Pistons?
1: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. think of State Farm like a pivotal team player when you need help protecting the things that matter most. Remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: Yeah, that's foul. Come on. (laughs) That's foul. I mean, come on now. We ain't that bad. Come on. Yeah, I, the Pistons, I mean, look, but I'll say this, you know, Mm -hmm. the Pistons do have a nice young core and Mm -hmm. I think they can surprise people. You know, really how does I think the question is how does Jaden Ivey and um Kate Cunningham fit together? You know, because mm. if they fit well, that's the, that's the future <laughs> that's a really good backcourt. You know, Sadiq Bay is is nice, Isaiah Stewart. So I mean I can see the optimism, but I wouldn't be too optimistic <laughs> to that point, you know what I mean? But yeah, the Wizards ain't getting too much love.
2: You know, mm. I, I definitely yeah, that was my biggest take on it, was Detroit. So <laughs> Right. Um Having us below Detroit, I I think we're better than the Hornets, too, to be honest. I don't think they really made many moves to get better. They actually lost. They lost Traz. They lost Miles Bridges as well. So that's that's, losing Miles Bridges to the unfortunate thing that's going on with him, the domestic violence, Um, I hate to see that happen. Um, But he's he's really good. He's a really good player, and he definitely would help them. Gordon Hayward, you just can't trust him to stay healthy throughout the whole season. Uh, LaMelo Ball's a great player. Rozier's a great player. They still don't have a big man. They drafted Mark Williams from Duke, but he's still watching the summer league. He still has a little ways to go uh, to get used to the NBA game. So I just I don't think the Hornets are better than the Wizards. I would have the Pistons. I would have the Wizards above the Hornets. Of course, I would have them over the Pistons. Even though, like you said, I'm not going to sleep on the Pistons. You know, i I was a Jaden Ivy guy. I really wanted the team to trade up for Jaden Ivey. Um, but I, I think the the Wizards are better than the Pistons. They they should be. If they if they aren't, then yeah, it's, it's a very disappointing season. No disrespect to Detroit. Um, And then the Knicks, too. I think I would take the Wizards over the Knicks, too. How do you feel about the
3: Knicks? I'm glad you said something because I'll definitely have them o- over the Knicks. That's my bad. Mm. Yeah, Um, I totally agree. I don't think the Knicks, Jalen Brunson, you know, he's a, he's a solid player, but would I would he be my, you know, plan A for an offseason? <laughs> nah. You know, I think they really dropped the ball and not getting Donovan right. Mitchell. You know what I mean? I, Donovan Mitchell on that team does elevate the Knicks. I mean, that's the thing. If you put Mitchell on the Knicks, they elevate. But, you know, I, does R.J. Barrett really take that leadership role this season? I don't know. Julius Randle, like I said, he's – you know, defense has really found out about him. You know, he was hot the first couple, you know the first year in, in, in New York, and people figured out that he couldn't go right. So now, you know, he struggled. So I like New York, but, no, we're definitely better than Charlotte. We're definitely better than Detroit, and we're definitely better than the Knicks. You know, Charlotte – Charlotte's a lot like Detroit, though. I mean, Lamelo's nice. You know, people kind of slept on him because, you know, his brother, I mean, his brother's nice. You know, you know, the drama surrounding, you know, the you know big ball of <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people judge their game off of the craziness off the court stuff. You know, him and his brother are solid point guards. I mean, Lonzo proved that. So I would keep an eye on Detroit. I would definitely keep an eye on Charlotte. And in the season, those are the teams we need to beat. You know, that's the measure stick to me is if we can beat the Chicago's if we can beat the Charlottes, if we can beat these teams, you know, the Detroit's, then that's going to give me a mission stick of how good this team can really be. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Earlier about the 62, I I can't remember if I brought up Dale Gafford, too, but I think he's going to be a big piece. But um, the next year, like you brought up, their their best offseason signing or trade was uh, Jalen Brunson, who's a fine player, a great player, put up 40 points in a playoff game. I mean, he's gets to the basket at will. He can create all that. He's a really good scoring guard. Um, They missed on on Donovan Mitchell, just like we did. Um, That was their they they were the team that was supposed to get him this whole this whole the whole process. You know, if I would have bet money from on bet online, I would have been like, okay, he's going to be on on the Knicks because the Knicks were the the loudest team trying to get him. You know, or those are the most reports and rumors. And then out of nowhere, the Cavs get him. So the Knicks had a disappointing offseason. R.J. Barrett, he's a good player. Um, but you know, he's more like a number two or a number three on a competitive team. Julius Randall. He, you know, he regressed last year after the All NBA season. Um, Tom Thibodeau, I think he's a good coach, but you know, he plays the old guys over the young guys. What's going to happen with Obi Toppin? and what's going to happen with uh, quickly and, and Quentin Grimes and some of the other young guys that they, that they drafted over the years. So, um, but the Knicks there, they're always disappointing. They're always missing out. They, I remember they wanted to tank for Zion. They couldn't even get Zion, so they missed it. They have the worst luck in the NBA over the past couple of years. Kind of like the Wizards have for the past couple of years too. Um, so I would take us over the to Knicks too. I just think I don't see these teams stopping Porzingis. I'm really high on Porzingis. I just I don't I, I like the I like, I like the matchup with Porzingis versus the Knicks and uh, the Hornets. So I don't see anybody that can that can guard Porzingis with the Hornets. Um, same thing with the Pistons, too. Bradley Bill, too. Those two. And then Kuzma, our big three. I think our big three is just better than what the Hornets have and the Pistons have and what the Knicks have, to be honest with you.
3: Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Charlotte our, just doesn't I'm have sorry. Our,
2: our solid three.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by our roster. I really, I'm a big Pristines guy. I always mm-hmm. have been. You know, like I said, talent is there. It's just, you know, being healthy. You know, if, if he can come back healthy, if Brad can come back healthy, if Coos can take that leisure role, take mm-hmm. the pressure off Brad, this can easily be a really sneaky, sleepy, really good team, though. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are counting this out. Um, another thing I kind of want to look at is, you know, like I said, um, I was very happy about Monte Morris' acquisition because mm-hmm. I want to see the speed. You know, didn't what really, he, you know, <laughs> type of guy, you know, slow the offense down, you know, you know, kind of, you know, and it just didn't match up with the with the roster. You know, I think that if Monte can push the push the pace and become that distributing guy, I'm very intrigued. I'm saying I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, man. Mm-hmm. I am too. I'm into I I'm excited for the season. Season's coming pretty soon. Training camp starts September 24th. in um, another episode, we're gonna definitely look at the training camp roster and look at um some of the who else is on the roster, you know, who's who's battling for roster spots and whatnot and stuff like that. So we're definitely going to look at that. Um, But yeah, it starts the 24th. So uh, media day is September 23rd, which is a Friday. Uh The 24th is a Saturday. So we're definitely going to react to um, player interviews and stuff like that. Um, next episode we're going to do. We're definitely going to try to do the 2K rating sometime this week. Um, and then later that after that, we got a couple more weeks um, until training camp starts. Really, not that far. So, um, but you know, like you said, I'm, I'm excited for the season to start. I, I do think the Wizards can be a sleeper too. So, um, but yeah, I just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked on NBA. Locked on NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Um, once again, Brandon, yeah, uh, well, I forgot what your prediction was for the Commanders game, like your uh, score and your keys to victory. Oh, man.
3: Um, <laughs> the score was a little closer than I wanted it to be. Right. But I, uh-huh. I, I knew it was, was going to be a shootout. I mean, I, I knew that, you know, Jacksonville was going to test us. They got a nice young team, you know, from, you know, not to, you know, I like what I saw from the team yesterday, but um, I predicted, what did I predict? 34-17. So we don't want too far off, but right. Um, uh, keys the victory Wentz, not letting his head take over the game, you know. He he took he made his mistakes, but then you know, that you know, how he played that fourth quarter wow, this is what we're looking for. This is this is why we wanted a franchise quarterback because we need a guy that you know is going to drive the down the field, you know. I'll, you know, he impressed me in the fourth quarter, uh, too. And, and to Gibson. He earned that job, you know. No fumbles. Um, he, you know, he lowered his shoulder. He was in the holes hard. I mean, man, AG's back. You know, I like what I saw from AG And three. Man, that wide receiver core. I'm trying to tell you, Ed, that receiving core is nasty. This can kind of easily be a top five receiver core. They got me excited. Right. I mean, yesterday I bought me a Dawson jersey, man. Because I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, McLaurin. Look, I mean that. Shoot that long lob that Winston. I mean, come on, you know.
2: If you're not excited about this wide receiver core, then you ain't watch the game. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that would be my three keys. All right. Yeah. I mean, the betting odds right now for Offensive rookie of the year is Jahan Dotson. So, but you you hit the nail on the head with your keys, Victor. We're going to talk more about the Wizards, of course, next episode. But the the Commanders are undefeated, so we're both excited and happy. So, I want to thank you guys for listening. Making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube as well. Hail to the Wizards. Peace.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.